You've just joined in the stillness with Dawn Strobeck. In the deep dwelling place where stillness settles your heart and refreshes your soul. Where the voice of God is just a little more lucid and a little less clouded. He waits to hold this sacred space just for you. You've just joined In the Stillness with Dawn Strobeck. And for the next couple of episodes, we're going to concentrate a little bit on Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving approaching, I start thinking about all the preparatory work that needs to be done for this special day. At the top of my list, of course, is what are we going to eat? Will it be pumpkin pie straight up or will it be a pumpkin cheesecake combo this year? Hmm. Will we roast the turkey in the citrus juices, which has become a family fave, oranges and lemons and sage, or will we try something new? Thanksgiving always makes me think of what will taste good. What will satisfy the taste buds of my guests and my family? In Psalm 34, 8, the Lord says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. The Lord uses the idea of physical hunger and thirst throughout the scripture to help us understand our desire for him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Taste and see. Oh, the joys of food and drink. Do you remember giving your babies or maybe someone else's baby first tastes like lemon. Remember that puckered look or sugar or cake or frosting? Your old babies just devour that frosting, right? On their first birthday with a look of utter joy and pleasure. Food and drink can give us almost a feeling of euphoria at times. When you're really hungry, it can really just hit the spot. It can satisfy the shaky need for energy or calm an anxious stomach or heart, right? I felt that relief as I took my first bite after a good workout or a first sip after a long day. But sometimes it can also do the opposite. Food can sometimes cause a feeling of anxiety or despair, insecurity, or trigger us to pass scarcity. Sometimes even feelings of pride or control or lack of control can also set in. Food and drink can be complicated sometimes because it holds the power of life and death in a million little ways. But the scripture from the Psalms tells us to taste and see. When we taste and see, we find that the Lord is good. When we seek to taste and see, we find refuge. We find refreshment. We find God creating us anew. What memories do you have, good or bad, associated with food? Just take a minute to think about it or take some time to journal. Do you remember any specific moments any extravagant experiences or 
what I like to call holy or lowly ones? Any first tastes? Just think and pray about what made these moments special or impactful, whether they were positive or negative. I always like to tell the story of the first time I was in Tuscany. I know that sounds, you know, pretty uppity. But my husband and I love to travel, and many years ago he said, we are setting aside travel money no matter what because of the way that it refreshes us. But when we were in Tuscany, we went to this hillside town, and we happened upon this restaurant that had a winery attached to it that specialized in Brunello wine. And I just remember they sat us on the terrace overlooking the gorgeous rolling wheat fields of Tuscany. And as we looked over these fields, they brought us a bottle of Brunello wine. And they gave us these special wine glasses and they made it an experience. They told us that they don't even wash the wine glasses with soap because they don't want any residue on the glass in any way. They want the taste to be pure. And so that first taste, that first taste with that beautiful experience will always be forever etched in my mind. That taste was extravagant. That taste reminded me that the Lord is good. One other memory I have, I was hiking in Yosemite, and I'm kind of a little bit infamous for not exactly preparing, and then I try to over-prepare. There's a whole preparation problem. But I was hiking in Yosemite, and we I think we hiked for like three, three or four hours, and at the end, we didn't have anything to eat, and I was like famished. And as you know, in most of the nat- national parks, it's not like they have a whole lot of restaurants or places to go to any food, but there was a convenience store. And so we went into this convenience store and we grabbed a loaf of bread and a pack of bologna. And I hadn't had bologna in probably 20 years. And it was the best sandwich I had ever had. Because when I went into that store to grab those, those, that bread, that that meat. I was so, so hungry. When I tasted, it tasted like no other sandwich I'd ever had. And it was baloney. Jesus tells us that he, though, is the only one that will truly satisfy. He says that whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Can you imagine if I had the same Tuscan experience over and over again? Do you really think it would be the same on the hundredth time? No, right? It would get stale. But there is always more of Jesus. We can be filled by him in so many different ways every single day. The experience of him brings life over and over again. 
And even when he hides from us in the wilderness, he will return to give us springs of living water. As you go about this very busy week of Thanksgiving, just take a few moments to be still, to quiet your heart and spirit, and to just take a few deep breaths. Remind yourself that this delicious food, this wonderful banquet, is a precursor of what is to come. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Let's just pray for a moment. Oh Lord, remind us that it is you that we long for. It is you that fills the hunger. It is you that connects us one to another in our humanity. Help us to remember that when we taste and see and just give you space in our day, in our hearts, that you stand at the ready to bless us. Bless us, dear Lord, as we turn to you in thanksgiving. Amen.